welcome to All Good in the Brotherhood podcast with your hosts, Brother Francisco Whitaker. And Nay Whitaker. What's up, y'all? Hello, hello. So we are today talking about uh, something a little bit more fun, although I guess I actually have fun with all our discussions. Right, for sure, for sure. Um, but maybe less philosophical, a, more, a little bit more uh, personal, get to know us kind of thing. Um, so today we're talking about the Clifton Strength Finders and our personal strengths. Hmm. So um, if you don't know what uh, the Clifton Strength Finders is, a real brief crash course. Um, it's a assessment you can take, I guess, personality, kind of personality. It's not quite a personality assessment, but in the same vein, anyways. Um, it's a test you take that determines what are your uh, strengths based on the things that give you uh, energy, uh, what you've invested your time in in your life, uh, and the things, kind of a combination of those two and the things that you are kind of have become innately good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it there's 34 possible strengths, and when you take the test, it uh, lines them from your top all the way down to 34. Um, and what's really awesome is there is no repeatable results in any human person. Mm-hmm. So if you take the statistics of like this is your number one all the way down to 32, the odds of having it as the, uh, as the same as someone else, the same one through 34, right. is greater than the number of people who have ever existed. That's crazy. So it's kind of a real cool way of showing how like we... It's like a fingerprint basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How we're uh, uniquely created by God and it, uh, irrepeatable. Mm-hmm. Actually, the way they design like your results is... You've seen it, right? It's on like, it looks like a DNA strand. Right. Um, so it's like encoded in us to be different, which I think is pretty cool. So we thought, at least I did, um, because I love the strengths. I've used them uh, in a lot of ways in ministry here at campus ministry uh, through St. Vincent College. Um, and I've also used it as a tool to just understand people and get to know them better. Yeah. Um, so... I kind of forced it upon my family a couple years ago. For the sake of psychoanalysis, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it, I use it as a way, I thought, to help us understand each other better. Yeah. Um, especially understanding where we disagree mm-hmm. and maybe the reasons why we disagree. So right. uh, I don't want to keep on talking. So we're just going to go through um, our top five strengths, what they kind of mean to us, what we understand about them, and maybe reflecting on some things from the past where we maybe didn't agree on things or how we see things differently yeah what how those are both strengths and not just just a strength uh and a weakness exactly right so um so we'll list our strengths uh and then uh talk about them like what they actually mean so nate uh your top strength what is that my number one uh strength according to the test is what they call woo which is, I guess, just an acronym mm-hmm. for winning others over or winning over others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, from what I understand now, um, Sam knows a lot more about the strengths than, than I do because he's, he's studied it more extensively. But from what I understand, the woo is basically the strength um, by which you kind of excel at uh, forming new relationships with people or trying to form connections uh, for the first time with, with somebody that you don't know. Um and in really, I, I think that that is true for me. I feel immediate energy from getting to meet a new person mm-hmm. or from getting to try to form a connection or uh, find common ground with somebody. 
Uh, and for, yeah, I guess I think it's a uh, an interesting strength because I guess I, I took it as just a aspect of my personality and I never before taking this uh, test, I'd never previously regarded it as a strength. I just thought it was uh, an aspect of being sort of extroverted. Okay, but sure, um, sure. but yeah, I, I really like um, the way that the strengths the the Clifton Strength Finders uh, test describes this woo characteristic that it really it allows you to um, be kind of open to to new experiences with other people, um, and so that's the pro, uh, if you will. Like, but but there's pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. For um for everything. So I guess the the cons that that I know about myself and that that I've learned through this test are. Uh, it can look like shallowness, which I know is true. I, I, I love forming new bonds with people mm-hmm. um, and winning them over and, and getting them enthusiastic about the things I'm enthusiastic about. But I, I have a sort of, um, I guess, uh, short attention span uh, in terms of relationships, if you will. Okay, That sure. I, I can sort of, I, I like where uh, there's a new opportunity, but once it's no longer new, I can have a tendency to, to sort of move on. And so yeah, yeah. And rather, rather than digging in and building those deeper relationships. So I, it's really, I, I just, in general, this is a comment on the whole Strength Finders test. I really appreciate its uh, its ability to identify the strengths a person has and both those uh, the pros and cons of those characteristics because mm-hmm. I think it has potential to help us uh, know how to optimize our own personalities yeah and i think so our older brother tom also has woo i think it's his number two so your top yeah. five specifically are ones that are like your most strong at like right. your your greatest strengths so tom has woo also and being stuck in the middle of two wooers uh is uh definitely entertaining yeah um so as far as my strengths go woo is my 33rd of 34 <laughs> so it's it's not in my comfort zone. I right. really don't enjoy breaking the ice with new people. Um, I really avoid. Uh, you said the, like it looks superficial. Um, I definitely avoid, and I know it's not necessarily. It's part of who you are. It's like right. you like doing it, but it certainly per- can be could be perceived as superficial. Yeah, I avoid any perception of superficiality. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, is you have to go through wade through superficiality with people right. before you actually get deep. And I just kind of avoid them. Um, so I just remember, I, I just have a memory of, I think you were with us. We went to the March for Life. And you and Tom had a contest to see who would get the most high fives by the end. Really? Of I the, don't remember that. You were younger. Uh, and I, they're like, come on, Sam, you should do it. I'm like, no, I don't want to high five random people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but dude, this is the March for Life. Like, everyone loves it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but like, I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you guys were all about it. Um, it helps competition too, I suppose. Right. But, uh yeah it's it is it is cool to have such a difference of the way we see things right and i definitely i've been able to see that actually kind of your response is not in like a a, a rude way of course but like i i i've noticed i think more in the last couple of years interactions where um i'll just notice by your expressions that you look uncomfortable like when i'm like maybe we'll just have met somebody um yeah. uh whether it's like we we go to this camp every summer where we have a lot of friends um, but sometimes there we'll just meet a new person there, and it was I, I I mentioned that particular camp because I think it was this past summer um, that there was someone uh, that we were gonna play like some sand volleyball with 
or that we just hadn't ever talked to before. And we, me and I think our older brother Tom were just starting to talk to them. We were getting this fun conversation. And Sam was kind of giving these like uncomfortable side eyes to everyone <laughs> and like looking very out of sorts. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. But it's just, it's funny that like f- for you, that's just not your comfort zone. For me, that's like my happy place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. And then for you, I guess, um, yeah. Flipping it, what's your first or your um, top my, strength? My number one strength is strategic. Um, which is all about uh, kind of uh, scenario planning. So I'm constantly running scenarios in my head about what to do next, um, both on the short term and the slight long term. It's not a super long term kind of thing, but it's def- it's about creating the like in my head, running through scenarios. What is the best way to approach each one of those scenarios so that the most effective, the fastest, uh, and the most um, can like I guess convenient way of doing things is done mm-hmm. so that you don't have to worry about fixing it. So right. I don't want to just come up with a plan. I want to come up with the best plan. Right. So that involves having to think of every possible plan. Exactly. Um, and it also, uh, it is, it is capable of being strategic is also capable of problem solving. So like if mm-hmm. we're working on something and I realize like, Oh, this is not going to work. Um, I generally better than other people can figure out what's, another way to go about something that's really clutch um, so there is another strength called adaptability um which that sounds kind of the same but it's not adaptability is about how you change your life in order to accommodate what's happening in other people's lives mm-hmm. strategic is about how to change the plan uh in order to accommodate the situation mm-hmm. um i find it very valuable because i'm in charge of retreats at campus ministry or just in charge of plans, or I literally like sometimes will plan the route in which I walk in order to most effectively reduce the number of steps I take, but still hit the, all the places I need to go. That's crazy. Okay, that kind of answers what I was about to ask. So I was I was gonna ask when you say you're running scenarios through your head often. I was wondering, is that just with big events that you're planning, or is it just like daily? Literally everything routine. I, I think about, like wow. what subject I'm going to do next, where I'm going to go, who I'm going to talk to, even how I talk to people. I even plan sometimes if they say this, this is how I would respond, and then if they respond to what I say, then going back and forth. Right. But, so let's keep on going because yeah, yeah. We um, run so out of time. Uh, my number two is achiever, mm-hmm. which uh, is basically um, I never really settle. Uh, yeah. like I always have to go. It's just, I feel like this is the American plague strength. Yeah. Um, we talked about, you talked about a con, the con for achiever is that you can't rest. Right. Like as soon as you finish something, even if it's super impressive, you're constantly looking for the next thing to do. But there's a lot of pros too to that. Yeah. I mean, you have an inner fire that a lot of people don't have. I'm able to burn the midnight candle because, or the midnight oil, whatever you want to call it. Right. Because I just like, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very helpful when you have a lot of tasks because you don't get exhausted by doing them. Um, so I'm just like constantly doing the next thing. So right. um, it, it's 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 fun. It, mm-hmm. I definitely get tired with Achiever sometimes though. Yeah, no, so. I imagine that's kind of exhausting in a lot of ways. My second uh, uh, biggest strength is positivity, um, which, which sounds sort of, I don't know, cliche or kind of cute. But uh, <laughs> from what I understand, it's it's the strength of being able to look at things not just in like an optimistic point of view because there, there's something kind of shallow about that but rather looking at things just um acknowledging the positive side of things that really is there yeah so it so it's like i don't know i guess it's an enthusiasm 
that you can have about going into a given situation where others might see only kind of the, the negative side of things. I just am kind of naturally endowed with an ability to, to see uh, what's good about a situation. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny because I took this test a little while ago, um, and that is my top, my second top strength. But strangely enough, in the past few months, I think I've become a little more pessimistic than I used to be when I was younger, mm-hmm. even like just in those past few months. So I, I kind of wonder if I were to take the test again where positivity would show up with me. But uh, well, I, I would don't, say over the general course of my life, it's I, true. I don't think that just because you're acting one way, it means you're losing a strength or developing another one. Are you enjoying the fact that you're negative or pessimistic? Like, does that fill you with life? No, that's true. That's so true. you're probably not living in the strength of positivity, so it's actually negatively affecting you. Yeah, okay, but here's what I'm wondering. Is positivity like a strength in the sense of it's like some habitual characteristic or is it just like a feeling no no it's definitely a characteristic because being able to see what's good this is a relationship building strength right right so you're able to see what's good and you see good in people when other people wouldn't see it or you see good in a situation when other people don't see it so and when something you call, active that you can choose to do yeah and when yeah. you call other people to that to mind mm-hmm. you also just have a more like enjoyable personality um like positive people generally other people want to get to know them because they just boost your own like Mm -hmm. self your self-worth your self-esteem uh like just who you are like brother bosco he's number one positivity he smiles all the time so he is like fills you with magnetic it's the same with uh our friend vince lombardi He's oh, yes. like he's number two or three. He's, he's an actual guy. His name is Vince Lombardi, and he's and, not the trophy, and, and he's not named after. He's not related. The guy. No relation to the OG Vince Lombardi. He's just um, it's crazy. And this is shout out to you, Vince, because I know you're listening. Um, and you're a chat. Anyways, so yeah, another guy who is just great to be around because he's got positivity high. So right. I think it's it's more about like something you exude. So it's something social. It's not just some personal like feeling. Yeah, exactly. That's good to know. So um, my third. Uh, strength. I guess we can just kind of bounce back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Um, my third f- from the top strength is uh, communication, mm-hmm. which communication is the strength of, as the name would suggest, being able to communicate well yeah. and just being able to share my ideas in, in ways that I, I think are effective and, and trying to use the right words, for example, when I'm communicating verbally or I, I enjoy things like writing both both us. Yeah, both of yeah, us enjoy yeah. writing. Um, and being able to just basically put our thoughts out there. I love public speaking. Um, like I remember at our our brother's wedding, got to give a speech at the reception. Like I that was just, I love that. Like that's my happy place. Some people like freak out when they get to be in front of other people, mm-hmm. but like I, I just love that kind of. Yeah, thing. you want to be the center of attention, which is probably the con yeah. of communication. Because like like we were saying before, everything's got its pros and cons. So the downside to communication, I think, is trying to always hoard the limelight and. Ignoring yeah. other people. Like when you were in Rome and you basically got yourself on NBC News. Yeah. Well, look, the reason you weren't on that is because they, they didn't like what you had to say. They, did, uh, they, yeah. they just cut the best part of the interview. Okay. Both of us were interviewed by NBC News and I got the whole the whole screen. He got That's all I'm saying. It's, yeah. Well, no, I'm just kidding. What you said was good. But but the point is, I think that there is a danger <clears throat> I recognize even within this, that strength of mine. That is, I can... Uh, prefer always to be a talker rather than a listener. Yeah. And it's really important to listen if you want to have good relationships. I find, because I have communication high, it's not in my top five, it's like somewhere in like my top 11 or 12. Yeah. um, That 
a con is definitely I am very nitpicky about other people who have poor communication skills. Really, like, yeah, like yeah. dude, get your if you can't get your idea across in thirty seconds, stop talking. Exactly. And I know I judge a lot of people that way. Mm-hmm. I'm in a monastery, so I hear lots of different homilies, we both do. and it's like. I know what you're saying is good, but the way you say it ain't, so I don't want to listen. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, cool. Um, let's see. My number, th- my third strength is context, hmm. um, which is about, there's a lot to context, but basically it's about using the, the our study of the past and what we know happened in the past, what worked in the past, both like personal history, but mm-hmm. also like global and public history. Right. Studying that as a way to inform our decisions for the present. Interesting. So kind of it's not it it's a strength that requires like some time. Mm-hmm. So someone who's high in context, generally, this doesn't quite apply to me, but generally is a little slow to make decisions. Right. And between the two of us, I definitely am significantly slower at making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um but it's because I want like I want verifiable proof that if I'm gonna make this decision, it's like it's got decision. historical like background or Mm -hmm. like hey nate like the last time we did that didn't go so hot do we really want to try doing that again right um i'm guessing that kind of goes along with your strategic strength that you said is number one where Mm -hmm. you're you're thinking through scenarios and in so doing you apply context and kind of think of how scenarios played out in the past i'm also just really like i love history in general i know you like studying history we both love history um but like i just love like People ask, what's your favorite period of history? I'm like, I don't have a favorite because I love all, all of history. Yeah. History, that's my favorite period, yeah. the past. So true. Um, so it's pretty much how to use the past to inform our decisions now mm-hmm. um, and how to make light of where we came to be too. That's really important. It's, I feel like a lot of people just like accept that things are the way they are and they don't ask how they became to be the way that they right. were. And I really like to remind people like, well, the world didn't just become crazy or we don't we didn't just lose our morality like Mm -hmm. one day we woke up and decided i'd rather be woke than not right um it's a downward tendency exactly and that you can see the philosophical trends starting i mean you could i would say even starting back as far as like descartes Mm -hmm. going through hume hobbes Locke, uh you know spinoza like all all the way through um to nietzsche and like this is why the, the way we are Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my number three. Number four is input, which is, I think this might be one of my favorite strengths is it's, uh, taking basically the strength of taking in tons and tons of information right. for the sole purpose of sharing it with someone when it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sometimes the p- problem with it can be, it's like one tends to be a know-it-all or thinks we're a know-it-all right. when you have input high, because I remember lots of things, mm-hmm. dates, people, quotes right um you know i'm a quote guy i swear oh, out yeah, quotes, you love quotes freaking all the time we both do yeah but do, do you like with that strength do you take in information consciously with the intention that you're going to share it later on or Often. do you just naturally take in information and then you later see oh this is a good opportunity to share it uh it like i think subconsciously most of the things i learn is with the understanding that this will probably be useful to share at some That's point yeah. and information that i don't think so i generally you don't discard. remember yeah um so it's that's super super helpful to be in seminary and to study philosophy and theology because this is all going to be useful at some point as a pastor um or, or even just for finals no. exa- yeah well yeah but it's it's generally not 
that's not the reason I remember things. It's not because I have to take it for a test. It's because I need to share it with someone. Okay. Um, it, like I, I like collecting information uh, some ways because it makes me look smarter, but also because I just think it's very valuable to have lots of information to share at, at any possible opportunity. Right. So I could be in the swimming pool. I could be on the volleyball court. I could be you know, getting coffee with someone. All those are different contexts. So it's really important to have lots of different possible information to share at any different place. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So your what about your number four? My number four is Oops. um oh you're good. It's act activator mm-hmm. is what it's called. Which the idea of activator is um, basically that I like getting things started. Yeah. Um and it's sort of a um diving headfirst um sort of motivation yeah where uh unlike other people who when they're about to do something or enter into a situation they like to plan out things um they want to deliberate about everything they're about to do before they organize an event um i just like getting things started right off the bat not really worrying about the details um not always having a fully fleshed out plan in mind i just Mm -hmm. kind of like starting things and saying okay well it's going to work itself out and the details will take care of themselves um, so the pro of that, the, the positive benefits, I think, that I recognize with myself is I've uh, tried to get a lot of things started. Yeah. And um, I've, I've begun various good things, um, whether it'll be sometimes I'll just start writing a book because I had this this quick idea that came into my mind that's not even fully fleshed out and I'll just start, start writing a book, whereas other people would maybe take years to try to think it over. Yeah. Yep. Um, or if it's trying to get uh, things going with some of my friends or like organize something I sometimes love just doing it off the cuff and doing it immediately. Um, but the downside, kind of the detriments of Activator are that um, I can tend to not always actually see things through all mm-hmm. the way yeah. or make sure that they're done in an effective way or in the best way possible because I'm ignoring the details and just want to dive in headfirst. And the kind of at the expense of, uh, or, or I guess uh, if I could put it simply, as an activator, I like getting things started, but uh, sometimes I leave it up to other people to make sure they actually get completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so activator, just I want to add to that real quick. Activator falls under what are called influencing strengths, which are about how to get other people on board with what you're doing or what you what your ideas and your vision are. So like you said, you get other people on board mm-hmm. like really well. And I have been a personal like beneficiary of your activator. Um, I would say there's two strong examples. One is we co-authored a Star Wars fan fiction a couple years ago. Oh no, you just put uh, that out there. I did. Okay, but anyways, it's a, it's a great book. Uh, this is you know my own personal taste. I'm not t- okay. Just work. what I'm saying is, Sorry. it is. You, we were talking about it, and you're like, why don't we just do it? You know. And now it took me to like keep it going, but yeah. if you don't have a spark at all, you'll never have a fire. Right. You have to someone to keep on stoking the You're fire. You're the one that kept putting Tinder in and making sure exactly. even after actually my zeal was gone. Um, and then this but... podcast, that's my other example. It's like we had a conversation. I think we've talked about this. We had a conversation on the phone for a long time, uh, a couple, like a year ago. Uh, it was a long conversation. And Nate said, oh, I wish we could have recorded that. I'm like, yeah, that would have been cool. And he said, well, why don't we? Let's start a podcast. I'm like, that's a great idea. And when you came and visited, you're like, well, let's record. And I said, well, we should probably think about what we're doing. He's like, yeah, we'll think about it and then let's record. Right. Um, so 
I, what you said, deliberation, like that's actually one of my top strengths is deliberative. So right. I think about things. I'm very, I think about the risks possible before I do anything. You are strategic. Yeah. Um, but as my strength finders coach told me, she said, an activator will see, uh, like has been like going over hurdles. And after every hurdle they go over, there's like money at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, so like, they're like, they just keep on going. They just keep on jumping over hurdles. But every hurdle that the activator jumps over, the liberative person says, well, there might be a cliff over that one. Hmm. And so the activator doesn't really ever ask if there's a risk, but the deliberative person often never asks, should I do it? Um, So they kind of need each other. Oh, because there's kind of a risk where there may never be a hurdle where you're actually going to jump right off a cliff. And if that is the case, then the deliberative person was being kind of cautious for no reason. Yeah. And they may have missed out on some opportunities. Exactly. But maybe there is that hurdle where you jump over and you wind up uh, as an activator just falling headlong over a cliff. Well, yeah, you probably should have tempered that with some forethought. So yeah, no, it definitely, I think our two in that regard as brothers, we've actually been able to balance each other out and kind of compliment one another, even though it sometimes has felt like opposition. Yeah. Um, I want to, let's hit our bottom or not our bottom, our fifth strengths. Right. And then I want to talk about some brotherly dynamics in regards to them in right. our last five minutes. Um, yeah, my fifth is uh, called ideation, which is the strength of just loving coming up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, um, I really feel that that's true. I, I just whether it's in kind of a just conversational setting where there's some topic of conversation that I think is just kind of unique and and uh, kind of novel. I love doing that. I love just coming up with a new idea for that. Or if it's an activity to do, yeah. I like thinking. And coming with an idea of a new thing to do, a new hobby to take up, or just a new way of doing the same old thing that might make it a little bit more exciting or um, unique. So uh, that, that's, I guess, that's my fifth strength. Which is, I would just want to comment, like it's really awesome to have activator and ideation together in your top five because you can come with ideas and then you actually have the energy to do them. Because hmm. a lot yeah. of people get just stuck in this nebulous creation of ideas, but they know have anywhere to go with them. Right. Um, ideation also I don't know if you know this but it's not just about creating new ideas but it's also the ability to connect a lot of ideas together that other people don't see as common but you find a common variable among them oh interesting so like for example if you like listen to some podcast episodes I'll go on for a really long time and like make a bunch of different points and then you've summarized them all in like one sentence Hmm. and that's ideation strongly at work it's like well let me take all of this it's communication and ideation mm-hmm. working together. Right. So. I actually, just real quick, I in our classes at my college, yeah. they're all discussion-based. Um, so we, instead of having lectures, we just talk through things. And that's actually one of my favorite things to do is, um, I'm not always great at it, and sometimes it leads to some, some weird rabbit holes, but every now and then um, it does work out where well when I'll kind of bring together something from some reading we did maybe in a different class yeah. with something we're doing in the current class. So maybe it's, Maybe we're talking about science and I'll like grab some Boethius from philosophy and yeah, I'll like, yeah. well, I think that kind of fits in here. And again, it doesn't always work, but sometimes it sheds some light on things that otherwise wouldn't be uh, seen as harmonious. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So what, what's your fifth strength? Fifth strength uh, for me is competition, um, which oh, if for sure. you know me is absolutely no surprise. Um, competition, I mean, it's some of the definitions in the word. Um, I just, I thrive in competitive environments. Absolutely. Um, I kind of create competitive environments if I'm not in one. Yeah. Um, I actively avoid things. I think I have a high risk of losing. Um, so if that's tennis or swimming, 
I pretty much hate both of them simply because I'm not good at them. Yeah. Um, and I don't like admitting what I'm not good at. That's another thing. It's also a very comparison-based strength. So I'm all constantly comparing myself myself to myself, like how I did in the past, right. but also to other people in lots of different contexts. Well, you're saying a lot of bad sides of competition, but there is a lot of no, good like, sides that's, to it, No, that's the good... Actually, com- the comparison is part of the good thing, hmm. is that it drives me then to do better. Right. And competition is also about getting a whole group of people to, like strive to be better so i might compare myself to you uh in like in a sport and by doing so i'm like oh i gotta get better and that challenges you to be better right especially Um, because i also have competition as one of my top strengths it's not one of my top five but it's pretty much right after that and it also it's like uh game recognizes game so if i'm going to go on a field i'm not going to do it lazily i'm going to go over there because i respect that the other team is worth me competing hard absolutely so if i compete hard they're saying well he sees that I'm worth, like, you know, battling over the soccer ball for or whatever. So I'm going to step my game up. Um, and finally, uh, it also, I think, just, like, teaches people the value of being on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're in a team setting, like, everyone needs to be on board with this competitive spirit or right. you're going to fall apart. Right. So it kind of brings that spirit of, we got to have teamwork. Exactly. we got to bring it together. Yeah. Or we're not going to work out together. Yeah, that's a great point because I think often – um, competition is um, misunderstood as purely divisive, as yeah. something that just separates people and causes aggression. But really, I think it can be unitative, um, where it, it brings people together on a team. And in that way, it participates in, we haven't really brought out the Transcendentals that much this episode so far, but it, br- yeah. it brings in the Transcendental of unity yeah. um, on a team. There's, there's few things that will unify people and make That's them true. bond um, as strongly as competition mm-hmm. and when you have something that you're striving for or some team that you're striving to um, defeat it's going to bring you and your teammates together yeah um, so that's a that's a great positive side to competition so yeah um i actually want to keep up this discussion going um but i think we'll table it for now and we'll have a strength uh finders uh episode part two maybe in a few weeks right um sounds good to me we'll see but uh, yeah, if you guys uh, think that this idea of strength is really cool, uh, if you have more questions about it, if you want to take the test yourself and get coached in what it means to have your own strengths, all of those we can answer. Um, I'm a certif- I'm I guess loosely certified. I don't have like a certificate, but I went through classes and training and everything to be a coach, um, so I can do that. And uh, Nate, I mean, he knows a lot. He could certainly be interested in talking to you about yours. Right. Um, so still yeah. learning, still learning. So if you have questions about any of that or just other questions you'd like us to answer, uh, feel free to send us a message on either Instagram or Facebook or an email, all of which you can find in our description below. So um, from us here at All Good in the Brotherhood podcast, I wish you a wonderful and God-blessed day. Awesome, guys. Peace out. <laughs>